listening to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. We are at episode 60. Thanks for tuning in on YouTube or listening on the podcast platform of your choice. I'm Sewell Time. And I'm here with the Green Stego, the Romance Girl, and the Sally Bug. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. We made it. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, boy, we had a lot of postponements, as for usual, <laughs> right on down to the wire of uh, deciding uh, if we were going to postpone again due to some coughing fits. I'm hoping to get in some Destiny today, hopefully. Might have to make some more coffee because I'm getting a little tired here. But, but I will um, say we uh, the week before, which still constitutes after our last pod, we played actually quite a bit of Destiny. We were getting on like in the afternoon, the evenings. Right. Played a lot over the last weekend, so Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm getting excellent connection health here and um it looks like they're uh we are going out anyway. Maybe we'll get some feedback from our usual listeners to join us. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so anyway, we have some highlights and topics here to look at. And uh, the first being Festival of the Lost. Has anybody had a chance <clears throat> to dive in and put on a mask and do the groovy thing? Get all that candy. Kill all those headless ones, things. Yeah, spooky lost sectors. Yeah, not a lot, um, especially because there is quite a bit of grind that goes with this event. Yeah, there is. But yeah, definitely yes. jumped in and started. So you got through the little first mini quest thing and got. Mm -hmm. to, have let me ask you this: Has anybody gone up and gotten the the candy out of the trees yet? Oh yeah! Oh yes! Yeah, that's, that's just... one of my favorite parts of the event, actually. That's got to be the first thing I did, actually. Yeah. I feel like it was, I did that before I even talked to Eva. That's Just like, right. I'm going to go grab some candy in the trees. It'd be yeah. great if they had, um, you know, candy like that hidden all over the solar system. No, that would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, uncovering the candy. Oh, that... I also do miss trick-or-treating in the tower. Oh, yeah. I know. Right. That was so fun. Going around and hearing a little bit of, you know, verbiage from each of the vendors, each of the characters. Some sass. Yeah. It's yep. kind of cool. Um, well, one thing that impressed me this year overall is um, the homemade mask aesthetic that, uh, like, uh, are the reward masks. You know, not, not the masks that you buy for silver or or bright dust or whatever but the actual reward masks i guess you can still buy them but 
Um, the ones for completing the challenges, you yeah, mean? Yeah, they're so cool. I think it's like such a great it idea. It got that kind of like, you know, uh, something a kid put together at home. Right. With, with like whatever is around, you know, whatever is available. A basket and a talented string. kid. Talented kids, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I the, know the, they've the had some of these paper crafts available um, in the past to make, so you can make your own too. Now the, I mean, the ribbon one definitely looks kind of kit, like the mouth drawn on it. Was it that the ribbon one? Which one am I thinking of full time? Um, they just have like this kind of like scary mat mouth mask, you know, just like with the teeth. It definitely I think looks that is it's the got like one a you're talking kid about. with crayons type of feel to it. Right. It's fun though. I I agree with you. I I like them too. They're a little less um polished than some of the others. Yes. Um I was just like looking for I think my favorite is the Savathun. And I actually yeah, they, used they went them. all out with that Savathun. Absolutely. I, the blueberry um, mask is fun. a really cute idea too. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, I agree. But the Savathun, I think I'm using that one for the thumbnail of this podcast. Um, there's the bread, breadhead one, which is ridiculous. And then there's the the Riven one is pretty freaking cool with the crayon colored on it and, the, and all the eyes. And that's got the cutout teeth. The Savathun one, Sally Bug, is the one that has the mouth drawn on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's it looks like is there a, it's a Varix one I think maybe either Varix or Mithrax. No 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 it's Cadle, it's Cadle because it's got the horns. Yeah that one's pretty cool too. There's a spider mask from like the other year. Yeah, and then the Telesto mask is another one. It's kind of creative. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, didn't appreciate the bugs, uh, in the first part, just like the first day, the, if you had done festival, of the lost in the previous year, it wasn't, um, manifesting the pages you needed. So it was kind of, you were like losing. Yeah. I caught wind of that on Twitter and decided to, and convince Daniel to put it off a night. <laughs> Right, right. It seemed really annoying to deal with. Like, let's just wait for them to squash those. Yeah. And the other thing is, has anybody been able to um, try out the weapons, the macabre uh, sniper rifle, Braytech Werewolf, that's an auto rifle, and then the pulse gun, the Jurassic Green. I think those are the three main dropping weapons. And there's also... Yeah, they've been reissued with origin perks and yes. new um new roles right yeah i got an incandescent jurassic green right away so i'm happy i was using that and that i was- put uh i fitted that with full auto and i really like it sally bug your audio's out again no it, it wasn't i i had to take a um body break oh or stealthy yeah, that was pretty stealth. Yeah, well, that's probably why she's a hunter. Um, 
<laughs> if you guys are talking about the incandescent Jurassic green, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got um, that. I got my eyes peeled for a macabre um, sniper rifle that can roll with um, volt shot. I want that. Yeah. Um, I got one of those, but I think the other, is. the second perk, I didn't like so much. So I still would like another one with volt shot with like a, a different combo perk yeah i have not really tried out the macabre i got, I got the initial roll which everybody said was a god roll um you know with the quick the snapshot yeah but they said it was a pvp god roll and we don't do snipers in pvp really so yeah that's the thing i'm not really a, a lot sniper of, um... person excitement about the sound of the macabre yeah, yeah and the I think look that it would make a great yeah very i think it creative. was a very cool looking sniper very creative the people said it, it I, i've pulled it out for a couple bounties when they i don't usually use a sniper it's just not fast paced enough for me yeah um right but i pulled it out for some bounties that required me to get sniper kills and it, it's fun yeah I mean, the sound is definitely unique, so I like that. I mean, I think they linked it to the um, mech armor theme, which I'm kind of just not Because it is into. called Cobb. <laughs> but it's cool that they made that link. Yeah, and the look of it, too, is just the very two. creative. And I hope they do more of that. I hope they do more of yes, that. Yes, weapons matching the the armor the themes yeah and it's just it's so unique you know it's very very unique we could have had a godzilla sniper guys you oh, blew let's it not talk about it oh that would Next be time. um <laughs> i would think it'd be a fusion rifle though atomic breath mm -hmm. trace mm -hmm. rifle Ooh. i want i want um a heavy that classic um, rocket launcher sound yeah that, that you, makes the that, godzilla you know, that, sound yeah <laughs> or almost like, something like uh um, when can wolves that just roars fire uh, yeah so cool and does the godzilla sound mm -hmm. and they get licensing from toho to use that exact sound yeah it's an official <laughs> crossover <laughs> to event to in the destiny yeah universe. never mind this epic <laughs> gaming crossover stuff let's get with toho just... here <laughs> An ornament for the 1KV. There we go. Yes. There oh, we go. Yeah. Complete. Um, Braytech Werewolf. I got a pretty good roll with dynamic sway reduction, and it had high caliber rounds. And I took it into the Crucible, just regular control. And I think between that and skill-based matchmaking, I felt like a PvP god. I was like owning coming out top of the table with it. It was weird. I'm usually bottom of the table in PvP. Um, I got to say, I don't know what, what, what it was, but I connected with that. Maybe it was just luck of the draw. I was on a five-game win streak with it. It was great. I had so much fun with it. And I was wearing my mask, too, so I didn't have my normal PvP loadout. I kind of want to go in again with it. You know, it's... A, for me to want to play PvP is really odd. That's weird. <laughs> it well, really is. Um, 
the past couple of times we've played PvP, I remember the Iron Banner that we played this season. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. That I've actually was a lot fun. of fun. It was like a stark um, contrast to the um, Rift that we played the last season in Iron right. Banner. That right. was I remember that being decidedly unfun for that, us. That was kind of that, tough. That's like the only time that I haven't had fun playing an Iron Banner. Um, so I'd say like Crucible's in a pretty good spot. I'd say as a casual player, I I wouldn't mind hopping into Crucible for a few rounds. Right, and I gotta tell you, it's just every time I hear um as to cross or these other content creators who who are career pvp players or just career players um saying how much they hate it it's usually the opposite for me i go in and it's like the most fun um i know i know skill-based matchmaking does not favor their end of the of the spectrum or their end lighten it up this week and they there widened it up. Yeah, they made SVM. some adju- they made some adjustments to it for them. They they opened it up a little bit. But I gotta say, every time they complain, I'm like, oh, I love the I love the PvP now. I love the skill based matchmaking. Definitely benefits a player like me who's lower skilled, and I don't spend much time in it, so I don't have as much map sense or. Um. I don't work at it. I would love, um, we talked about this earlier this week, uh, for them to have bots in PvP modes, like Halo um, 5, Halo Infinite, when it launched, um, actually Mm -hmm. had bots. So you could play against bots instead of other players. I think that'd be like a cool way to just like Mm. get used to the maps. Right. Oh, sort of have a PvE mode, but in the crucible but yes. with crucible yeah. rules so it, it, Ooh, i know, like that idea AI. it's ai guardians so right. instead AI of guardians um, pve uh, to, to learn to get map, map knowledge for especially yeah, for blueberries in general yeah right? for mm-hmm. new you know. they do it in um i heard that they do it in Fortnite, and i know that um everyone was very uh impressed with the ai and halo infinite mm. That's a great idea. Great it would idea. be cool if they could. I know that's a big uh, investment, though. Right. It is, yeah. It's a little more complicated to AI uh, Guardian than it is a well, just change- you know, Acolyte or whatnot. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. I, they I know they don't want to. Mo- predictable movements, the um, PVE enemies, than to oh, AI. Oh, I see other- what you're saying, because I'm thinking in my it head, is- all you have to do is change sprites. And it's not that no, easy. No, because that's not the same. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. No, like the um, the AI in the bots in Halo, I saw them like jumping up onto other platforms, ducking behind cover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it, it, using it's abilities. extremely um, sophisticated. I think it'll be interesting to see where that technology goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that it actually really would be nice if we had that. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as the rest of you. Is that I I am enjoying PvP a little more. Uh, unlike Soul Time, I'm still pretty much at the bottom of the table, but I feel like I'm contributing. 
<laughs> to the team play and control anyway. Um, I'm not. But are you like, learning? I'm not coming out of there with like a like a point three to point five ADA. Um, every time it's usually closer to the one, hovering at the one, um, which I'm perfectly fine with. Very good, though. So um, mm. I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm appreciating it more, and Are I'm you getting learning? in. I'm I'm going in a little more. In other words, if I'm going in and I'll do my three to get that pinnacle gear, but I'm. Sometimes I'll just keep on playing because it's not that bad. And, you know, I picked up a few bounties and it's like, oh, I could play a few more games where I could get these bounties done. Whereas in the past, it's like I've done my three and I don't care about these bounties. I'm deleting them and I'm not going back in. So I think their overall goal of getting more people like that are on the casual end or in that like same area as me as far as... um as far as PvP goes, they're getting more engagement, which I think that's what their overall goal was. Um, you know, I, I still, I I hear what the top tier players are saying, and I understand what they're saying. Um, but, but we're not and, top and, tier. But we're not top tier. What and I feel like that they're experience of pvp turns into an experience that we are more used to <laughs> and why we don't play exactly. for them. so now they it's don't want to play that is like you know it's a seesaw <laughs> and and in the long run it's like and i think soul time you and i were having this conversation earlier this week is like it's just a game <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's not competitive. It's, you know, it's not like you're like getting in and getting into tournaments and stuff like that. It's just a game. So it's really not that big a deal. A like game. it's just um, for some people, it is their their job, though. I right. That. That, that's not, and I respect that. It's easy to say it's just game. right. It's easy to but say they, it's just a know, game. But, but there's, you know, it's a billion dollar game you know it's a tr right triple but a they, what, you Sony know, purchased it could still like just like it's just IP. a game and it's not that big a deal if you're even if it is people are watching you you know you just talk about it you talk about the experience and why it feels um why you why bad or why you're not or good conversing with chat as much because you have to concentrate more on the game because it's a little like the skill level is a little higher i don't know a lot higher sweaty you know i get it it sucks okay. for them. i mean i have the same complaints about pvp of it's hard to test new weapons right um when it's when it's very sweaty i you, i do spawned, um, and i killed. and yeah. i think in a healthy game you would want a mode where you can go in and be like i can't i don't want to use the sweatiest loadout i want to see if i can create a new pocket for myself in this game i can see that right. being very frustrating if there's just no yeah, yeah, nowhere right. to experiment in this giant sandbox if the sandbox becomes yeah. smaller and smaller that i there's you know there is some legitimate mm -hmm. legitimacy to their complaints sometimes the way those complaints are packaged are it's harder to I mean, I was talking about this, right. and I know they they don't want to split the player base as much. And it's like, you know, why couldn't they just have two modes of control? And one is 
choose skill-based matchmaking and one is you don't well because and then you know the more i thought about it it's like well because people like me aren't going to go into the non-skill-based matchmaking and get owned we're going to stay in our lane and and go with the skill-based matchmaking and the people who want the no skill based matchmaking will be in the same boat that they've always been yeah. because they'll still be playing the same group of people that they don't want to and you know, that this, makes uh, it sweaty so. isn't, isn't uh unique to destiny um, right call of duty is going through it right now too well, are they yeah 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 richard's in the chat everyone just like hello you know. richard uh, he yeah. said he, he has an auto-loading Vorpal one. And I don't know if he was Vorpal referring to the Macabre. Macabre? Yeah, maybe that's what he was referring to. Either that or we were also talking about Braytech Werewolf. Yeah, Macabre. the Macabre. Yeah, ooh, interesting. Auto, auto-loading auto Vorpal. That sounds like a good PvE. So yeah. you're, you are um, getting headshots on the boss, switch to your linear... Then switch back to your sniper. Yeah, you could do some mm -hmm. serious damage in a Grandmaster that way. I well, I mean, and, and with snipers having the anti-barrier this season, so yes. I could Ooh. see people really liking that. Yeah, just Pulling a little it change up from kind of take that, pull down the down. And and off topic a little bit, I do say that I am enjoying the fact that um that uh, some of the exotics have those intrinsic traits, you know, the anti-barrier or the overload or the um unstoppable because mm -hmm. it kind of does give a little more variation in what you want to do with that higher end content, so yeah. No, I always feel really weak when um, I'm rocking two primary weapons right? instead of a primary special. Yeah, I agree. Power. I don't like going without a special. And but so I'm... the um, the enhanced, they're, like every season it seems like there is a special and a heavy now um, that has those things. And there's more special that exotics yep. that have it. Mm -hmm. Let's get Telesto overload rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be fun if they did it with like some of those older exotics that have been kind of like people haven't been using. Like I'm thinking like Colony, like doing something fun with Colony, like making it like overload or something. So one of those little seeker bots crawls up one of those champions and stuns them. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fun. So, but I am enjoying that they're doing that with more and more exotics so that it gives you um, some options there for not having to do that double primary thing. I don't know why they, and they did, they had unstoppable shotgun, right? Is that this year, this season? So it's nicer yep. that they're, they're putting um, more specials into in agreement with that yeah like they should have at least one special and one heavy as, as an option for a champion thing i still say champion the whole champion system needs a little bit of a update but i feel like we've talked 
talked about that in the past that they're they're looking at it and looking at ways to maybe oh she cut out again yeah she left she feels very strongly about this she needed to make a whole scene yeah she rage quit the podcast oh that sucks oh she's back she's back hello you might want to reboot your uh device hello you might want to hello you may want to reboot your device i don't know that's the second time you cut out funny because i got a weird it says browser requires interaction so i went off of the um page which i've done in the past you know Mm, like at the back and forth to the chat after this podcast uh, make sure you're up to date I get weird messages like that when I'm not uh, up to date on the Chrome. So make sure your Chrome's up to date and reboot the whole system. Anyway, let's should we talk about the crafting changes that are around the corner? Yes. I am excited. Deepstone Crypt, baby. December sixth, mm. we get to craft a trustee. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I'm excited about it for whatever reason. <laughs> I guess because I like yeah. these Deep Stone Crypt. It's got to be yeah. our best raid, I think, that we did. Yeah, I was gonna this say. is the first time they have updated raid uh, loot like this, too, which is a very good direction. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot about it that's fun. One is, I agree with you, I think, you know, out of our just, like, kind of core raid team, that was the one we kind of had down. We got our our group together, and we yeah, could we get together Richard, on, a, and us, on and a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and, and knock it out in, like, an hour and a half. That was fun. Those are fun um, times, doing deep stone so, crap. Right. So, so the fact that here's one that we kind of, like – perfected to it in the amount that for a given value of perfection (laughs) we're gonna casually perfect (laughs) a raid but to to know that we can like start and then even in and in the future when they're gonna be have more options for focusing on the weapon that you want to focus on when you open the chest yeah that will be great that'll be mighty Um, fine I'm looking forward to this. I'm just, I'm loving weapons crafting. And Sally Bug and I have been talking about how amazing the recovery from when they had to uh, reverse direction on uh, sunsetting weapons because of, Mm -hmm. you know, they were looking for a power creep remedy and I really couldn't blame them. Uh, all these uh-huh. games, this game's been out a long time now. Just just the second iteration of it, Destiny 2, has been out a long time. Seven, eight years we're coming up on. And to have that, um, to be able to rebound from that and reverse direction, figure out how to do this seasonal reset thing, how to do a battle pass, how to do... Uh, perk pools change up the perks come up with new and innovative perks how to incorporate perks mods and the new subclass systems the 3.0 stuff with the subclasses with uh, aspects and fragments and to have all this synergize into making you still feel like a powerful badass when you're playing 
it's pretty freaking amazing. And for me, and I knew as soon as I saw those aspects and fragments in, in the first like stasis, I was like, this is going to be good. This is going to be fun. I, I appreciate. Um, and, and then weapons the, crafting on top of all that. I appreciate how the weapon perk system has. Um, they've found some perks that synergize with the subclasses. So like the Volt Shot and the Incandescent um, particular, particularly come to mind. Um, and I'm wondering if they're thinking of going back and doing that with like some stasis weapons and like some stasis and they they did it with void as well didn't they were they ones that i i don't think so maybe i'm i'm thinking of mods like the seasonal mods yeah it's funny because um, i was telling green stego earlier to, to don't with mod academy it's it doesn't just have to be mods it could just be perks or combos right. or aspects well, because and fragments they, yeah. and just open open it up to all these things, right? Oh, right, speaking of they, mods, I need to check Ada One to see if she's got the mods I'm missing today. I'm trying to get better about that. It's just mm. it's tough. Yeah, I right. think I wish that that wasn't the system. Forgetting mods. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tough for us people who don't check in every day to see what she has, right? Because it's daily. She changes daily if I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually I, missed a couple of armor pieces I did. St I missed, I missed mm -hmm. a couple of mods that I really need, want Ugh. from her. And it's like I, they that come has been a highly requested thing as well as just um, to have a better way to catch up on mods. Yeah. Especially for new life. I can't even imagine coming into the game right. and trying to get your mod <laughs> collection going. Right. There need yeah, there needs to be a better way to access those types they, they of They have addressed things. it. They're thinking about it. Right. But um hopefully Lightfall. It seems like Lightfall, they're really hoping to have a bridge some of those big gaps. Because I was thinking about that. Um, again, coming kind of from a casual perspective, is that sometimes those um, legendary slash master law sectors aren't really accessible for the casual player because they just don't have the time to get to the light level they need to be. And that means they're missing out on the exotic pieces that only drop from those. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I wish that there was some alternatives and i i mean i is it like how long does it take before zero has it in his inventory a long time i still yeah. kind of mourn that collections launched at the same time as um random rolls so i thought there was a lot of potential with collections where you would be able to get out old pieces of armor yeah and yeah. uh weapons but now it just doesn't seem like that will ever. Yeah, you can pull out a sunset that way. Lock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's. I mean, useless. dim dim has this really good feature <clears throat> where you can just go to vendors and then only show uncollected items. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just that's don't. I don't remember too. to do that. Like you have to do that like after every right. reset to make sure you. Yeah, and you have to go to each character too. Well, yeah, I mean, but. 
if for example, for I just did it. I just did it, right. and, and um, Ada didn't show up, so I know she's not. She doesn't have anything I need. Yeah. You know? uh, but if you're looking for armor, I'm saying like be sure to go to your warlock oh, and oh, then your titan. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Load. Not each vendor, but each right. character. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now I have to go back and do that. You reminded me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Dim is loading. <laughs> As we speak. <laughs> All right. So Hunter, see, do you have anything for me? Um, yeah. But, you know, that sort of agency that we're talking about, trying to create a system where you can target something you want, is so good for us who have jobs and family obligations and everything where, yes. so you can just plan out your play session. Like, Oh, I'm going to get that thing. And there's plenty in the game that you can do that, where they're giving you that kind of choice and agency. Um, but, um, and we we're seeing it coming like to get back on track. We're seeing it coming with some of the, the weapons crafting changes that are on the horizon. Um, not just, Right. Um, uh, you know, for Lightfall, they mentioned in the last TWAB some really cool stuff, which I'm thinking I would like to see these ideas elsewhere in the game. For, for example, for leveling up armor or the leveling whole leveling up system, which I know is the light leveling system, light leveling and right. things like that, where you can target that one piece of armor that just doesn't want to drop for you. <laughs> Yes. You know. Right. Um, I think, yeah, if they could have some way of, like, having that same agency, that same targeting in the light leveling system, that especially could be helpful for those casual players. I actually would just be happy if they got rid of power leveling altogether. Yeah. It's probably my least favorite part of playing right. the game. Especially for me, because I could go, like, a couple weeks without playing, and um, mm -hmm. then I feel so behind. Right. Right. Yeah. Just sitting out a couple seasons. It was not that long ago, um, like life wise, that we were playing with um a couple of clanmates, uh, some family members, um who were trying to get into it. We did um a raid even, some top tier mm -hmm. content. The uh the Garden of Salvation. Um mm -hmm. and then but that's been what, six months that we did that over the summer it's been so many seasons since then they're like it'd be hard for old players to come back is what you're saying come back yeah exactly right so even the just to dip in and out of the game um mm. with yeah. like months in between is the the power creep is the, i mean the literal power yeah is mm -hmm. uh, I th especially things like grandmasters because if you have a player that's like you know knows what they're doing but they take a couple seasons off but their friends are like, "Hey, we need a, we need a third person for Grandmaster. You want to come with us?" They, right. I feel like they should be able to jump back in the game, right? And give it a know go, it, right? Know what they're doing and actually have the skill for it. It's just that their 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 light power yeah, level is their too light low. Power is too right. low. It seems like an arbitrary gatekeeping for me. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe getting rid of it altogether is too extreme. But I would, I'd, I wouldn't be sad to see power completely transformed right mm -hmm. uh, like it, how about like pay to win just buy your power no. <laughs> i mean just, challenges would be an interesting way to level up your character right? mm -hmm. like how making, the more you play the game the more powerful right that, but that doesn't take away the gatekeeping that i just mentioned 
Yeah, just mm-hmm. I mean, but making idea. I don't know ma- making that type of content more accessible for the casual player. I, think I mean, just I know that it's supposed to be. If, if you're having the reason why these power grinds exist is to like encourage players to interact with the playlist. But I think if you mm-hmm. have more powerful loot attached to the playlist, that would be a funner dynamic for me to uh, chase. Good incentive. Well, and, I mean, I think the problem, and I, I think, Sultan, you and I talked about that, too, is that, like, outside of just the three Vanguard playlist activities um, that drop the, the – and the Hawthorne, like, your, your clan XP, outside of those four, there's really not any other – um activity that you can do kind of like from a casual perspective to mm. to go in and do and get a pinnacle drop because the rest of the pinnacle drops are either tied to a raid or a dungeon which take more time so you may not have the ability to and are um, easier if you've already gotten pinnacles right and yeah it's just like these drop pinnacles but they're also like if you're at a higher light level and you've already gotten all the pinnacles i don't know it's just yeah it's a bit of a loop so i just i i wish from a casual perspective there were other options available for because committing to a dungeon or committing to a raid isn't um isn't always something that you can do but um some other avenues for, especially if you're going to continue the idea of the um, the light level, the pinnacle drops being RNG, then if you're going to do that, then you need to give more access to the casual player of like avenues for getting those. Yeah. I was, um, I think I brought this up the other day. I'd love it if um, playing core playlist, you just got any, like there was a chance to get red frames. Just you know there you know have a a lot have that be the one of the main ways to just get your red frame drops right to get patterns. and ha- and to and ha- have right and luck protection right and to have that be the be the weapon that you need right not not the, yeah, okay i'm going to give i'm right i'm going to give you a red bar but it's they've one that you already have that. the pattern I for. On them to do bad with that. They've they right. said that explicitly in the latest twelve. They want to fix yeah, that. Yeah, they they did say they're they're working on that. So I totally appreciate it. So I feel like they they're they're aware they're aware of kind of like these you know things that were discussing, and I feel like they're constantly working in the oh, background. It'll be interesting too. to see how they. Uh solve some of these problems address them but the light level thing is you know it, it just it'll be interesting to see what happens with um it'll be interesting to see what what it's like in lightfall because i feel like there were some other changes that are happening and we'll probably get more information as we get closer of like some other options I've seen some, okay what do you think about this take i've seen some people say we're too powerful now i want destiny 3 i want everything to be wiped out and i'm ready to start over i've heard Mm. that yeah i think i've thought that myself too i mean we've been playing this game a really like destiny 2 has been Mm. around for such a long time i'll tell you what makes me think that is when i go to try to find a shader and i'm like oh my god there's seven (laughs) years worth of fucking shaders in here oh my god yeah you need a lot of pin shaders for sure right 
And well, I want my favorites pinned. It's like maybe maybe it is time to clean clean out the game and start fresh. Yeah. Even if you use the same engine, can we just move I know. on? It's like I know sunsetting is a dirty word, but like it it might be. There are I can see the pros and cons of it. I know that um, right. you know, our friend Ghost still hasn't forgiven them for wiping out his vault from Destiny One. No, he hasn't. No. Um, there are some he- people who are very attached to their loot. I'm not attached to my loot. If they said, okay, it's time to start over, I'd be like, okay. Whatever you say, Gatto. I'm in the same boat here. I, uh, I would, I've if, learned if how my, to let go. Right. <laughs> it was a process. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with there. It's kind of hard to, um, it, it's like that balance, right? Because there's like guns and um, these new perks and all of this fun stuff, but you know, on the other hand, it's like it'd be nice to just be able to push a reset button. You know, in a way, I want Bungie to take care of me because I'm a hoarder, and so I need them to intervene yeah. <laughs> and solve my hoarding self from myself. <laughs> it was very uh, there was a relief of uh, dismantling a bunch of sunset weapons. <sighs> I know. I know. Um, but one of the cool things about these changes coming to weapon, weapons crafting is they are recognizing that sort of thing and yes, saying, yeah, hey, you no longer have to store all these red bars in your vault. What were you saying, Stego? I was going to say that all of you people who are saying that you want to um, start over fresh, you want to wipe out our progress and everything that we have, it feels kind of like you're siding with the witness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, wipe everything out, no, start over fresh. Never. Is that not no. there? So the winnower. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, let's, I mean we have no idea, but let's re- let's remember that it's called Lightfall, the next yeah. DLC. Yeah. That's good point. That's, that's got to mean something. Does that it's mean scary? Like scary. They just redid the subclasses, like literally just. <laughs> I know, so I know. Like it's like, how are they going to like actually do that? Like it's just like, are we going to have limited It'd be access? Maybe the traveler fall. To... This is like going way off topic now. I was. Gonna... <laughs> or theory crafting but yeah. um <laughs> instead of it'd be interesting crafting. if like the traveler falls and then we kind of figure out a way to wield the light without the traveler like it would like we have with the darkness like it was within us all along right that it just it was a power kind of like an all along part <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> power friendship <laughs> oh man but i was thinking like it would be interesting that if like certain places that you go you didn't have access to certain subclasses like certain places you could only use your darker your dark subclasses and other places you could only use your light subclasses right so that it limits what you're i don't know Mm. just throwing out ideas out there so um, we're spitballing on this we're pod. We're spitballing on yeah, this. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I think it's time for a coffee break. I think that means it's I time to so. move on. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. 
Let's uh, do our, our segment. I could use some coffee. Yeah, um, I could use some coffee too, Eva. Uh, even though I've had two cups of French roast Sumatra blended with a pumpkin spice. And mm. I added half and half today because we had some leftover donuts from a Halloween party last night. And so I wanted just the full experience of coffee half and half with a donut. Um, and Sally Bug had the same thing. So I've already spoken for the both of us. But I don't know. Sally Bug usually has half and half. So it wasn't as special for her. The donut was special because we don't donut usually was special do that. We don't normally do that, right? <laughs> and exactly. it did make it. There's something about that combo, for sure. Uh, do they have donuts in the UK? I don't think they do. Of course, they have donuts in the UK. They can't. Yeah, not they're have donuts. They're beignets. No, they're called scones. New Orleans. Yeah. What? They brought that. That's from. It's from the UK. Mm. Beignets are from New Orleans. What are you talking about? For sure. Which are uh, oh, probably... Uh, Richard Rich needs to from. speak up. Richard says he can Rich. let go of his light, but not his weapons. And now we're talking about whether or not the UK has donuts. Can you go out to the shop and buy a package of donuts in the UK? Yes or no, Richard. Uh, enter it in chat if you're still around or listening. And uh, we will get to the bottom of that. Meanwhile, I'm curious what the Texas contingency has done for their coffee needs this morning. Eva wants to know. Just right before the pod started, we brewed a pot of hot coffee, um, espresso roast, pour over. We (gasps) had a touch of um, coconut milk, uh, coconut cream slash almond milk half and half um oh with my it, gosh it i'm gonna have divine. to put a nice music bed to this oh, <laughs> um that just sounds wonderful i'm very jealous of your um sweet breakfast pastry to go along with it we don't have any such yes. delicacies oh, we have cinnamon rolls in the freezer oh I, yes we do i just they're gonna have to come out I, throw them in the oven warm <laughs> them up Heat them up. Your second cup of coffee. Is there a reason you proud. you didn't use the word donut there? Uh, that's interesting. I'm I'm taking notes here. <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly, but I mean, like I could go with a Danish as well, but um, like an apple cider, a cider donut, or um, something pumpkin spice would be really nice. Hmm. Right now, the autumn spirit. Yeah, we finally got some cooler weather here in Texas, so we're oh nice getting in the Halloween spirit. I would hope. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. We're day before Halloween here, so. Uh, Richard says you can get a donut in the UK. It's not just a a, a American thing. so, um, he, he, he likes a jam donut. So they have donuts. All right. We might have a jam donut, Sally. The powdered one might have jam in it. I'm jam sure. donut. Jam. Jam. All right. Boy, this is the best podcast episode ever now. 
It's got donuts and coffee. <laughs> and jam donuts, no doubt, have been mentioned. Um, so, Stego, thank you for sharing that espresso pour-over um, diatribe. I am definitely thinking I will put a nice music bed to that description. But before we do that, we should put a music bed, I think, in the background of the whole coffee boutique segment is what I'm thinking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to work on that. I'll work on that for the next ep- epi, episode 61, coming up soon. Um, but I think right now it's probably time to move on to the Mod Academy segment. Can we do that? Yeah. Let's do it. Get it together now for Green Stego's Mod Academy. And here's Green Stego. What do you got for us uh, this time, Stego? All right, Guardians. Today I want to bring our attention to another fan favorite um, mod in the seasonal artifact. Um, For some people, this was the first one that they unlocked when they got to that final tier, that final column in their artifacts uh the sundering glare which is a class item mod that um says rapid precision hits against distant combatants weaken them for a short duration i have fond memories of doing um the deep stone crit yeah speaking of deep stone right i remember speaking of deep stone i remember uh richard hopping back away from the um from Tanix and uh spoiler text Tanix is he in hopped Deep back Stone in Crypt. fear he hopped back to get um uh distant the correct distance away but to land uh, some rapid precision hits against him and uh tag him with that sundering glare debuff um <clears throat> nice so the way this mod works is uh you got to be 40 meters away um that's what distant qualifies as. So you got to be 40 meters away from your target, and you got to hit them um, in with rapid precision hits. Uh, depends on what, how many rapid precision hits is going to change depending on what weapon you have. So if you are using a rapid fire scout rifle as opposed to a linear fusion rifle, you're going to need a different number of hits in that precision spot, but. Regardless, you got to be 40 meters away. Got to tag him a few times in the precision spot, and then you, for 12 seconds, apply a 20% um, weaken debuff on them. So they will take 20% increased damage. Um, the first time we had Sundering Glare, it was um, particularly appealing because the debuff, the weaken effect, stacked. Oh, yeah, because I remember um, uh, I thought Pelham would do it too, right? Well, it's stacked with Divinity. Oh, right. And or Tether. Yeah. So we would have um, Sundering Glare and and Divinity on Tanix at the same time. I took over on Divinity from Pelham, if I recall. Yes, and that was a uh, a huge damage boost, Mm -hmm. providing a 30% damage buff as in addition to um, a 20% damage buff. Um, But that is no longer the case. It does not stack. Whatever the highest percent um, weaken effect is that's on them is 
the one that takes effect. Okay. So there are weakened effects that we currently have in the game. Um, we've got Sundering Glare at 20%. The one that's higher than that is Tether at a 30% weaken. And Divinity used to be at 30%, but famously, or infamously rather, Divinity has recently been the target of the... Uh, of some nerfs so and it got sent all the way down to 15% which is exactly in line with um, some of y'all may recall from Void 3.0 the Echo of Undermining Fragment where your Void Grenades provide a weaken effect that is also a 15% debuff <laughs> so Sundering Glare is still really solid it provides a stronger um Weaken effect than Divinity um, and the Void Grenades, uh, just not stronger than Tether. So if you are in um, a raid group and you've got somebody rocking Tether, you may not necessarily need Sundering Glare mm -hmm. uh, to amplify your team's damage during a boss round, but if you're doing Grandmasters or Nightfalls uh, at Master or something level. Uh, Sundering Glare may be the uh, the best, choicest um, weaken effect for your squad. So I encourage you all to check it out. Yeah, there's uh, there's times where I think we could use it, and mm -hmm. uh, and it is the it's sort of like in next best slot right now only uh second only to tether right mm -hmm. um and since divinity was nerfed we may see more sundering glare uh use coming out It'd be interesting to see what the stats are on that these days uh, yeah um i guess i have a question you maybe you can answer this maybe you can't do the other i know sundering glare doesn't stack but is that like i'm looking at tether sundering glare divinity and um void grenade debuff mm -hmm. the echo of undermining i'm wondering if did any of those stack with each other or is it always just going to be it goes to the top one it just goes to the top one it they're all tagged as like oh, okay. a weaken effect all right and those will just operate in like tiers so whichever yeah. one is the strongest of all of the weakened effects that are applied right then will be the one that actually has effect. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Stego. And again, uh, feel free to open up that Mod Academy, open up the doors to other disciplines, whether it's uh, perks or uh, aspects or fragments or whatever, just to... Mm. Load out mods, you know, load out mods, uh, not just mod propers, but uh, sure, whatever okay. you like. Other things that can modify your build. But I think, mm, if I'm yeah. not corrected, next episode will be some lore, right? Grimoire coming up? Yes. Sounds like that's where we are next. Yeah, so Touch of Grimoire will be next episode. Uh, probably weekend after next, we'll be working on that one. Um, and our final segment of the day, to wrap it out, because I'm getting kind of hungry. I don't know about you, Sally Bug. A little, yeah. A little? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, so our last segment of the day will be, um, oh, what is it? I can't remember. Non-destiny media consumption. Oh yeah, non-destiny media consumption. What have you been consuming outside the realm of Destiny 2, the video game? And I'm sure everybody has a lot to say uh, this week. Um, who would like to start? Anybody see anything exciting? Do anything exciting? Read anything exciting? We watched Wendell and Wild on Friday. It just came out. It's a new uh, stop motion animation film from Henry Selick, director of Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Mm. Collaboration oh, with uh, Jordan Peele. Uh-huh. What was that through? What was that on? Is on Netflix. It's a Netflix, Netflix okay. original. Um, cool. It was a lot of fun and uh, amazing visuals and weird, uh, <laughs> very weird, very weird, which we liked. Yeah, weird's good. Stego, do you pick oh. up on anything else other than that? <sighs> we started watching uh, House of the Dragon for our fantasy fix. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only one episode deep right now, so... Um, it was brutal. It was brutal, yes. Very <laughs> brutal. I mean, I remember Game of Thrones having some brutal moments, but they came right out of the gate with oh, the blood and the violence. Nice. Nothing like a little stylized violence to get you going. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I gotta say, just yeah, stylized uh, violence. Yeah. Uh, along the same, uh, in terms of animation, I was actually introduced to this animation by a coworker uh, this past week. Hedgehog in the Fog, which is a 1975 Soviet film, um, and I forget the studio though. I think it was directed by. Yuri Norstein, uh, but it's a it's a produced by this Sayuz Malt Film, Sayuz Malt Film, and they have a lot of interesting projects. Um, and they're an old company. I think they started like in the 30s or something, and they've produced you know thousands of cartoons. And the other thing, the thing that led us into Hedgehog in the Fox, and it's on YouTube, and it's a short film so it's like only 10 minutes and so go check it out it is just beautiful and um they also did some shakespeare plays that are animation that kind of have a i think these were done in the 90s the ones we were looking at like the tempest is just amazing and it reminds me of sort of this old the old uh rankin and bass christmas specials like heat miser and freeze miser type type stuff going on uh, with it's almost like stop animation, but combined with 2D animation, it's really cool. Check it out. Sayu's um, Malt Film. They also did uh, film, film, film. The short film. I have not the seen 60s. that. Uh, a couple animators that we follow are big fans of it, so we checked it out. It is highly recommended. It's kind of just a peek inside of making a film. 
with a oh, lot of humor. Interesting. Um, Neat. It, it, it's yeah. This uh, the Soviet animation is legendary. They have so much. There's some good stuff. Yeah. Well. Yep. Um, but I t- I recommend film, 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 and film, I will film, check film. out Hedgehog in the Fog. Hedgehog in the Fog is adorable. It's amazing. You'll like it. Uh, definitely, I thought of you, Romance Girl, when I watched it. It's got all of your favorite elements in it. I think you will enjoy. Uh, Sally Bug, anything uh, from your camp? What you what you been up um, to? Uh, now I would was looking at this and thinking about it, and it's like not any thing that stands out a lot of just like perusing youtube um but you know nothing outside of things i haven't mentioned before is like my typical law tube people that i check in with mm-hmm. um and um and then just like real life we watched it's the great pumpkin charlie brown last night <laughs> with our great. grandson yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. So, it's always yeah, good fun. Was, and what what an amazing It's I mean, always fun to see it through the eyes of someone new who had never seen it before, right? Right, so. who doesn't like do the adult thing and and make it into a commentary on religion or something. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I remember watching it when it I didn't make those conclusions. What it was, and, yeah, so. yeah, it has a certain magic to it just and relating to Charlie Brown, you know, it's like uh, we've all been there. We've all gotten the rock, you know, in life. It's so yeah. great. But, you know, like, what's the rock? Like, it's, it's metaphorical for, like, the the crap piece of candy that nobody eats. Like the Mary Jane. Uh, I thought it was more like. It was like uh, Mary Jane toffees or whatever that nobody liked. I think it's just like down on your luck, man. You know, just hitting. Yeah, like. Hitting every red I, light. I, I like to think of it when I get, uh, you know, you get to the end of the raid chest. Yeah. You, get, you just get nothing. Yeah. I, I always, yeah. I'm always like, glimmer. Like, it's so totally like, oh, yeah. exotic. Oh, I got the role I wanted. Everybody's a Charlie Brown at one time or another we in this game. Got a low right? roll chest piece. <laughs> I got a rock. We can all I relate. I got my third Quillum's terminus this run. Yeah. It's uh, it's the worst role than what I had before. Yeah, yeah that's the rock. <laughs> that's the yeah. rock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, does anybody remember something I'm excited to check out that I haven't checked out yet? I don't know if anyone's seen it, but um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Have not seen it's, it. Um, Ooh, an anthology of I think hor- eight horror um, movies. Oh, wow. um, I don't know if they're like short oh. or. <laughs> Gosh, or what? But I've seen some. What I've seen on? some like behind the scenes stuff on social media, and just it looks awesome. Yeah, where is it? Stre- is it streaming? Oh, it's another Netflix. Okay, Netflix. all right. Okay, there's Sally two Bug. on the Netflix. Sally Bug, that might category. be a good one for today. Seems like a Halloween. We were. I was thinking we needed a good Halloween. Yeah, that sounds perfect for Halloween. One that's gonna be like yeah that I can. I and I like. Guillermo, like I can, I can tolerate his horror for some uh, he, reason. Yeah, he's not the. He's actually the curator, so he has like um, enlisted different directors to right. take yeah. on different stories, and it looks so good. It looks so like just creepy in the best way. Oh, fun! Yeah, they're all yeah. sixty minutes long. Okay, yeah. And oh my it goodness! Looks like okay. mostly like monster. 
Oh, it's a type. lot. We've got our work yeah. cut out for us. You can, uh, yeah, you might want to pick and choose. Right. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. I think that's a wrap because I am getting hungry. It's time for lunch over here in Maine. Um, and um, yeah, it's been great. This is a fun episode. Um, you know, for people who are just tuning in, this has been the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Uh, with Soul Time, Romance Girl, Sally Bug, Green Stego, and Richard in the chat. Thank you, Richard, for showing up. We try to do these, what, like every other Saturday? So two every two weeks. Uh, uh, generally speaking, 11 a.m. U.S. time on the eastern side of the country at uh, uh, Saturday morning. Um, and we usually end up postponing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Until next time, it's goodbye from all of us here at the podcast. Pushing back the darkness. Don't listen to what the witness says. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.